Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everyone, to Product Coffee. This is a podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. So grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. I'm one of your product co-hosts, Zach LaGreca. And I'm Jake Worland. And today we're joined by a, a very special guest, the CEO of Product School, um, Carlos Gonzalez de Villambrosia, um, joining us from Madrid, Spain, actually, of all places. So, Carlos, welcome. We're, we're very excited to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. Great. And today we wanted to have a conversation about really how to hack your product career. Um, what does that mean at first? Um, and then beyond that, like, what does it mean to grow your product career? What does it mean to level up? What does it mean to become a better product manager? over time. And we thought there's no better person to talk to than Carlos, who, who lives in this world every single day. Um, so perhaps, Carlos, if you wouldn't mind just starting, starting us off, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how did product school come to be? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you for pronouncing my last name so well. Um, <laughs> as you said, I'm based in, uh, actually I'm based in San Francisco, but I happen to be working from Madrid uh, this month. And yeah, I started product school six months, six years ago. And the reason why is because I come from an engineering background, like many people in Silicon Valley. And uh, I was always curious about doing more than just coding. I realized soon in my career that coding was good, but I was never going to become the best coder. It wasn't really my passion. And the problem is that nobody really showed me any other options. So I, I kind of had to figure a lot of things out by myself on the go. So it's only when I moved to business path to Berkeley I did my, my um, master's degree there when I realized that there were many other people like me, a lot of people with technical backgrounds thinking business. And it's when I found out that there is something called product management, which is that perfect intersection in between technology and business. I also met a lot of uh, classmates that came from the opposite background, management consulting, investment banking, and other business-related roles that wanted to work in tech, but they were lacking that that technical acumen. So I found myself writing between those two worlds. And it's funny because nobody taught me anything like this in engineering school, but nobody taught me anything like this either in business school. And that's why after almost 10 years working as a, as a founder, as a CEO, as a product person, I decided to start my own school called Product School to bridge that gap between technology and business. So six uh, years forward, we are in uh, around 20 locations worldwide. We provide product management training for people like me <laughs> a few years ago that are thinking about breaking into product management. And we also develop our own curriculum. So it's not just for people who want to break into the field. It's also for experienced PMs who want to level up. And I think the angle, what makes us unique other than the teaching the topic that, that we do is, is that the, the quality of the instructors, all of the people who teach at product school, are actual product managers who keep their full-time jobs working at some of the best tech companies in the world, such as Google, Facebook, Uber, Airbnb, and so on. 
that's really cool. I, I think earlier in my career, I kind of fell into products too. Like I didn't know it was a thing. I started off more in marketing. I worked at a startup, kind of fell into this place where I was working with the technology team and the marketing team. And once I started like getting to actually help build stuff, it was like really fun. So I wanted to keep doing that. Uh, And as soon as I started to realize product was a thing, it's like, okay, where do I go to learn more about this? Like, how do I figure this out? And this was, you know, the early 2010s. So, I mean, there was still information out there, but not quite as much. Um, And what I ended up doing was like Googling everything I could, going on the internet, watching uh, speakers on YouTube, and eventually trying to like just meet up with product managers and ended up getting an associate PM position and mostly learned on the job. But I think that's kind of a pattern I've noticed is that a lot of PMs fall into this by accident. Um, And then other people are kind of tangentially interested in the field, but don't always know how to get started with it. It's like, how do you learn this skill set? And so I think because it can come from so many different backgrounds, um, how do you kind of approach that from, from product school? Like, you know, you probably have people in a lot of different uh, parts of their career in life. Like, how do you approach that from a curriculum standpoint? That's right. Um, product management is not just for engineers who don't want to code or for management consultants who want to break into tech. There's so many different ways you can break into this field. And, and, and it, they keep coming and coming. Um, so the way we approach the curriculum is twofold. First is by working with instructors who they didn't have like a straightforward path. Every single instructor who teaches a product school, first of all, has to be a real-world product manager, has to keep their job as a PM in a top company. They also have to have a minimum of seven years of experience. And those seven years of experience is not just at just one company. Usually people who build a company or a side hustle, people who join companies in different industries, so they kind of bring uh, different perspectives to how to build products. Another thing that it's important to consider is the location. Because when we think about product management in Silicon Valley, there's a natural bias towards technical backgrounds. But if you think about product management in New York, for example, or in LA or in Seattle, or even in Europe, in London, where we also have another campus, there's a different flavor depending on the the companies there and the industries that are more important. So we try to combine those two variables. One is the location and the background of the instructor. And of course, we also need to do a good job filtering the students that are going to take part of this because today it's not hard to find people who want to become product managers. It's it's now the cool thing to do if you're in tech, but it's not for everyone. And, uh, and I think it's important to realize that we can't just expect that you just join a class and then you magically become a product manager by reading books or doing exercises. Mm-hmm. So it's critical for us that the same way we keep very high standards for the instructors, we do the same for students because at the end of the day, we're going to be measured by the success of the people who come through our school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. I think one of the things that we've been thinking about too, I mean, product school got its start in 2014 and I'm sure uh, a lot of things in the field have changed in the last five, six years. Like what, what from your perspective has changed in the product management field? Um, what, what kind of world is it today for product managers and how does that differ from what it was like in 2014? Oh my God, it feels like a totally different world today. <laughs> First of all, because when I started, I had to explain what product management is. Yeah. A lot of uh, people wouldn't even understand that we could teach this. They thought, first of all, it's, it's uh, something, it's a black box where you just need to be born with it. You have to be so good at so many things. You cannot be, have to be Steve Jobs. Otherwise, you cannot learn it, yeah. right? So, 
first of all, it was about demystifying this thing and, and actually breaking down the process in, into natural steps and, and teaching it because at the end of the day, it's not rocket science. Like you can learn it. And I think that's important. The second thing is that this is not coding. There was a time where there were so many schools focused on teaching software engineers. So I had to explain people that, well, coding is not the only thing that tech companies do. And trust me, there is a hybrid role there that has to know enough about coding, but also needs to know enough about other parts such as design or business. And, you know, it was a lot of training the market in a way. Now, six years forward, the market is much more developed, at least in the main tech hubs in the world. Mm -hmm. But also we've seen that product itself is not just management. Within the product team, you can see so many different um, other roles such as product marketing, product design, yeah. uh, technical project or product management. Uh, we see business analysts, scrum masters. Now we're seeing trends in operations, product operations. So we are becoming much more specialized into this discipline. Product management is not just a subcategory within marketing or within engineering. It's its own category. So it's developing that way. And we see that product managers today need to be much more aware about so many other parts of the business. Before, in a way, there was not that much competition. Like, if you are good enough at one thing, maybe they give you the chance and you, you become a PM. Today, there's so much competition that being good at one thing is not enough. You pretty much need to prove that you can do so many things that, um, you know, it, it comes with the, with the territory. Now it's a much more developed market and uh, there are more people that know about it. Hence, they want to be part of it. Right. Do you think the bar is higher now for product managers? And do you think the role has more definition now than it did five or six years ago? Absolutely. So now there's much more definition around product management. The bar is higher and it will be higher in the future. But at the same time, we see much more opportunity within the product category in itself by joining this through different kind of stepping stones. Like, as I mentioned before, we product marketing, product design, product operations, some of those positions that are still part of the product team maybe are not product management, but still close enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're, you're kind of touching on something that I find really interesting. When I first got into product, it, it was kind of more of the magical thing to me. It was like, okay, I need to wear a black turtleneck and go on stage and I, I need to have genius ideas. Um, and I think... Well, I've kind of learned in my career, and I think what's kind of becoming the trend is um, that specialization you talked about. And so um, that also, tend, I think, tends to scale with the size of the company. And so um, you might think, oh, I want to be a product manager, or maybe you are a product manager and you want to take another PM role. This has happened to me a couple of times. Um, I think the further I've gotten in my career, I realize that doesn't necessarily mean I'm a good fit for every other product manager role. It's not a one-to-one relationship because there are these different specializations. Are you, you know, really talented on kind of the product ops side of things? Are you more on the marketing side of things? Are you working more closely with your technical team? Um, so I think what advice do you have for newer product managers about like, how do you kind of find that angle of, of specialization? Like where, where do you, where should you start? You brought like a really good point here, which is the, the domain knowledge. Um, because before, you know, there wasn't much specialization. So pretty much if, if, if you were good enough at a lot of different things, you kind of become that, that PM. Today, it's not just like that. Mm -hmm. So the advice that I always give to aspiring PMs who are trying to break into the field 
is to, to look at three different variables. One is the technical acumen. And with this, I don't mean that you need to be a software engineer. The same way, you don't need to be an MBA, but, but if you don't come from a you know, traditional engineering degree, you need to think about you know, acquiring enough technical acumen so you can develop that empathy uh, and work relationship with your engineers. Uh, because otherwise, it's not going to fly. At the end of the day, as a product manager in tech, we're talking about software product management, they won't spend a lot of time working with software engineers. The second thing is the domain expertise, as you mentioned before. So as a quick example, let's say you are working at an e-commerce company, you're selling something online. Well, if you're trying to become a product manager, first of all, there may be a chance you can become a product manager within your current company. So if you have that opportunity, I would definitely ask. Uh, but assuming you want to look for an opportunity elsewhere, I would look at other e-commerce companies because even though maybe your current job is not in product, you bring a lot of expertise about, around a specific industry. And uh, that's really, really critical. At the end of the day, product managers today need to know a lot about the product, about the market, about the competitors. And in general, they need to feel and live the product. Nobody's going to believe in the product more than the product manager. Otherwise, you can't expect that your engineers or designers are really going to want to push harder if you are not on the same page. Wow. And then the third thing is uh, communication skills. So the same way, I think business people struggle a little bit more developing that technical acumen. I've seen the opposite with engineers. They also need to feel more comfortable communicating, getting out of the engineering room and talking with different teams. So you also need to feel, you know, learn more about how to bring your team together and communicate. And I'm not talking about writing a book or giving a master talk at a conference. I'm just talking about, you know, feeling more comfortable getting people together because at the end of the day, as a manager or as a product manager, you are not going to be a doer. You're going to be empowering doers yeah mm -hmm. that's a that's a that's a really great point i think um that uh, that's something i've noticed as well is that uh empowering others and kind of being someone who can bring people together with kind of a shared collective goal is really important and you know, i think one of the things i've seen from more technical folks is oh, i'm not as much of like a socialite i'm not the most outgoing so i don't know if this is for me i don't think that's necessarily true communication styles can vary pretty wildly, but you do need to be very specific about um, how can I bring together a team of people towards a, a shared vision? Um, and as a, a product manager, like you don't necessarily have direct authority in a lot of ways. So it's even more important that, you know, I, I think sometimes we talk about product managers being the CEO of your product. Uh, and it's like true with the exception that nobody reports to you or, you know, for the most part. So yeah. um, that, that kind of influence and, in, and, in, um, working collectively with people is pretty important. Yeah. I think one you touched on a really interesting thing that, that comes up as a theme, I think in a lot of the conversations that we have is in that to get your first product management job, it's often the easiest to do so within a company that you already work at. Um, I was wondering if, if you could expand upon that a little bit, like, why is that? Why, why is it easier for, for aspiring product people to break into the field at a company at which they already work as opposed to, applying to a, a product position or for a product position um, at a separate company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I look at this as a two-dimensional matrix where you pretty much have two options if you are trying to break into product. Um, it's hard to do both things at the same time. So one option is um, stay within your current industry and try to switch roles, let's say from engineering to product or from marketing to product, whatever it is. The other option is to, if you really don't like your current industry, um, 
I would recommend to do a horizontal move where you stay within your current role, but you switch to another industry. If you try to switch roles and industries at the same time, it's going to be almost impossible. Hmm. Just because you're trying to switch too many things and it's really hard to prove value for that recruiter, that company that is going to give you the chance. So assuming that you are going to try to get a different role within the same industry, I always recommend to see if that's an option within your current company because you are doing a good job at your current company. A lot of people probably trust you already. They know that you care about the product. You are also proving that you want to do more. So, you know, you are already showing a lot of things and a lot of people know that by default. While you try to do it, some, you, you try to apply for another job elsewhere, you pretty much have to start from scratch. Right. And for me as a, as a hiring manager, and some people come to me and say, hey, but if I go to my, you know, direct manager and I say that I want to be a PM, maybe they don't like it and they don't give me the chance and who knows, maybe they fire me. And I say, no, no, no. You, what you are doing with this is, is to show interest to help your company grow at the same time as you grow. So, you know, even if they say no, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I think something you should always keep in mind is what's the worst that can happen if you ask or if you apply? And that's, they say no. Or the, the interview maybe doesn't go well. That's fine. You try yeah. again. Um, I, I've had plenty of failed interviews and uh, <laughs> I've been told no plenty of times. Um, so that, that's definitely going to be part of the process. Um, yeah, I, I think those are all really good points. And I really like the idea of pick one thing to change at a time. That way it's manageable. You're taking on either a new industry or a new role. Uh, don't try and do that all at once. And something else you spoke to a little earlier I really like is um, try and bring some type of expertise from what you're currently doing. Um, and I've seen that be effective too. I, I kind of started off more in marketing. And so when I switched to product, I focused very heavily on, here's how I'm really good at understanding product market fit. And who are the people we're trying to target? What's the positioning of this product? Um, and trying to focus on that angle of, here's how I've worked like kind of in product, even though I wasn't a product manager. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of the other thing I've seen be successful is look for things that product managers have to do and try and help out with those things more, even if you're not a product manager, because that's going to help you, one, know what you need to do on the job, and two, be able to speak to experience that helps set you up. You know, something that I, I saw recently, one of our alumni, um, he, he actually requested to uh, apply for a product management position within his company, and he was told no. But what he did was, first of all, to accept it and go to the head of product and say, hey, I want to help. My full-time job is this, but is there any spare project that you have there you need help with? And of course, the answer is yes. You know, you can always help with a market research, with, with something. And that this person wasn't expecting to get paid or to get a promotion or anything. He just wanted to get his hands dirty and, and learn and, and raise his hand. So just in case the opportunity shows up. So... I think another important takeaway here is that you don't need to wait to, to get permission. You can build something at your current company, on the side, with friends, at a hackathon, whatever you want, but you know, do not put this in the hands of others. Like Today, there are so many resources and opportunities out there just to, to start learning. And I think product school is, is one option, obviously, but that's not the only option out there. I'm sure everyone here knows someone who's a product manager. You can take that person out for coffee. You know, like, yeah. do not stop if that you're really serious about, about going for this opportunity. That's, that's a great story. I, I think this mindset of you may not be a product manager yet, but you can start to become a product person, like a product-oriented mm-hmm. person in terms of how you think about problems, things you're interested in. Um, and I, 
I really like the mentality of how can I help? And so I think sometimes there's this myth maybe that product managers are like, they have these genius ideas and that's kind of their thing. And I think there's, that's generally not the main thing of a product manager. I mean, having good ideas is important, but um, I really like this idea of, you know, how can I help? And I, I think that kind of segues nicely into, okay, maybe you've gotten a job as a product manager. Um, what are the keys to being a good product manager? I tend to, to, to differentiate these between entry-level product managers and experienced product managers, kind of a, a people manager, a manager of managers. Mm -hmm. we, and, and that's a very personal decision. I've seen people who really enjoy getting their hands dirty and they just want to continue doing so, which is totally fine. So that career path probably leads more towards a principal PM or a lead PM. Um, and then the other option is more for a people manager, someone who wants to become a group product manager or a director of product or an even a, a VP of product. Uh, when you get to those levels, you're probably more of a manager of managers mm -hmm. than an individual contributor. At that time, you will be managing product managers who work directly with engineers and designers. You are not going to be working directly with engineers and designers. So assuming that, let's say you want to take that people manager path, the same way when there are entry-level PMs, I encourage them to build things, to get their hands dirty, to do not ask for permission, to go for it. If you really are serious about becoming a manager, my opposite, my, my advice is the opposite. It's stop building. It's really, I know you can do it because you've proven it before, but if you really want to grow, you are going to need to trust others. And that means empowering others, spending time on training, coaching, doing whatever it takes to grow your teams so you can grow with them. Otherwise, it's going to be almost impossible to be a great individual contributor and a manager at the same time. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. As so, let's say you're a PM or a senior PM. You're you're still you're still on the on the ground. You're still working with engineering teams and, and trying to ship product. Like what what are some tactics that you suggest to those folks who are looking to break into say being a group PM, a director, or someday a VP, a manager of managers, as as you say. Like what what are some things they can do on the side? Um, that they can start to, to work on those skills, to nurture, nurture those skills um, in becoming that, that leader? Well, I think that's a great question. And I think that also applies to anyone who wants to continue growing as a manager independently of the, the function. It will apply sure. to marketing or to other functions. Yeah. I think it all comes down to communication and yeah. uh, really spending time on things that are not tangible. I think it's very easy today to pack your calendar with meetings, with backlog reviews, with things that other people can see. And, um, it, and it's counterintuitive because, you know, you also want to get things done. You want, you know, to hit certain deadlines and I get it, but there has to be some time reserved for thinking, for serendipity. Like sometimes your team may need an extra coffee meeting or, you know, yes, planning the next meeting, you know, like spending more time on the actual communication, on the actual presentation, on, on people versus the actual tools. Yeah. I know it sounds great to, to give this type of advice and reality is different. You probably have to combine both, but just keeping in mind that you need to, first of all, work on yourself because the same way, if you want to become a PM, you need to learn how to do PM. If yeah. you want to learn how to become a manager, you're also going to have to spend some time working with mentors or people who have more experience as managers. But in addition to the learning piece, there's also a piece related to just, you know, reserving time for thinking, for 
communication, for, you know, always being that person who is on time, who's prepared, who's taking notes, really generally cares about others. This can't just be manufactured in a way that looks like a robot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some of the best product leaders I've known have just been very, like, compassionate, good people. And I, not just product leaders, leaders in general. Um, I think that tends to be a quality that, that really helps. And so I think um, looking at how can, how can you really care about other people? Because if you're a manager of people, your, your job is to help empower them and help them to be successful, not to just be better than them and advance faster than them. And so yeah. I, I think that compassion is a, is a really good point. Yeah. Cool. I think we have time for one more question. Um, this is one I've been excited to ask you. And it's looking forward a couple years from now. So thinking, think, thinking maybe two, three years from now and knowing everything you know about how the product management field has changed over the last five, six, 10 years, what's going to be extremely valuable for a PM to have in their, in their tool set three years from now is how do you see the field changing and how can the rest of us in the field start thinking about where, where is the need going to be three years from now for a product manager and how can we best prepare? Mm -hmm. First of all, I'm very excited that product management is a thing. Now, I don't have to spend too much time explaining what it is. Now, companies understand the need for having people who kind of connect all the different functions. And I'm seeing more and more how CEOs, first of all, a lot of CEOs in tech come from that product background. So that really helps. But there are also other big organizations who are bringing new leadership that come from that type of background. So you can see much more product-driven organizations not just organizations driven by engineers or by states. Now product is not just product management, it's a whole organization. So I see how many more people really to support marketing, sales, or you name it, need to start caring about the product, our part of the product in a way. And that's very exciting for me because we are part of this movement and we want to empower more people to join this field. So I think something that's very important for everyone is that regardless of your title, you are building product. And at the end of the day, the quality of your company is going to be judged by the quality of your product. Man, that, that's a really good point. I think the quality of your company um, and I think the trajectory of your career path often will be judged by that too. Like it, if you're building good products, good things will happen. And if you're you know, tr- working on building good teams, good things will happen. So, yeah. Great. Well, Car- well Carlos, um, thank you very much for spending some time with us today. To all our listeners out there, if you're, if you're brand new to product management or if you're a seasoned product manager, please, please check out Product School um, as an opportunity to level up or hack your product career. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you very much again for spending some time with us and we look forward to chatting again soon. Yeah, thanks, Carlos. Thank you. Bye. Bye.